When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Back in the building. Yeah, you don't know. Uh, old type, bumba clout boxing. <laughs> Dream it, believe it, cocoa butter, face it, become, <laughs> become it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, well, I've just come back with the sun. I brought the sun with me, Smenny Rankin. I brought yeah, Tuddy, Tuddy, I think you're bleaching your teeth, you know. <laughs> Start the show properly, man. Come on, man. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Let me introduce to you um, the now famous words of dream it, believe it, become it. Come on up, come on up. Yep, it's been a very, very eventful week of boxing, Tundi. Oh, my um, goodness gracious. An eventful week of boxing, right? From you sending me messages in the early hours of this morning, Tundi, I was sleeping. You woke me up, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> I thought you don't sleep, though, Spence. No, nah, I don't. But that there, because I, I was at, um, was it, um, the Black Business Show yesterday. Okay. Yes. I was at that, which was really, really nice. I have to massive big up to HSBC for putting that on for, uh, like, for Black History Month. Um, oh, wow. and it was, it was, yeah, it was like they, they, they put in, there was quite a few. Um, I was there for the Pentecostal Credit Union and it was a nice, 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 um, it was a nice thing. It was good to see so many young, vibrant businesses and stuff like that. So that was nice to witness and nice to see. And, um, and totally, it's crazy, crazy how many people watch the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I got everyone was saying like, "Where's Tundi?" I filmed it. Everyone was saying, "Right, it's Tundi with you." So I said, "No, no, no, no." Um, um, yeah. Um, there was a, there was a concophony of which is is put on every year, uh, but there was there was loads of uh, different people from different uh, uh, faces. It was nice. It was a very very nice thing. So I was happy that I went to that. Uh, left from there, and I was tired because the thing started at nine o'clock and it went on till seven o'clock, and then. After that, I went home. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Nine, oh, at nine in the morning. Nine in the morning. Okay, to 7 p.m. To 7 in the evening, yeah. Uh, I thought it was in Yeah, nah, to 7 in the evening. And then there was a the next thing to There's a lady at the end there. There was a lady. Her, her store, her setup store was right beside us. She promotes coffee. Mm-hmm. I said, right, Tundi could have some of that. Get the digits, So, right? pardon me? Get the digits, because you know I'm a coffee man. You're a coffee man, right. Yes. So, and this woman, the whole day was just miserable to her, right? Mm. Her face was just push up. And I said, listen, you can't be the face of your business, you know, because if it is, your business going to bash up. <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 it's covered. <laughs> right, so she's there, Tun. She's there. And I was like, oh, when she was leaving out, when she was leaving out her, her stuff, when she was leaving out, like, she had a bag of things. So it's like, I think she was there with like her other business partner and her son. So I'm talking to the son 
So the son's saying to me, like, well, how comes everyone's coming up to you? What do you do? I said, oh, I'm just, I work in boxing. Uh, so that he's like, yeah, cool. Young you. So anyway, I helped them pick up their stuff, move their stuff out. Yeah. Then I got some other guys who had some stool across the way from me, finance and mortgages. I was going to give them a shout. They moved their stuff, right? One Nigerian brother, one guy from um, Sierra Leone, some, uh, and another guy from the Congo. And like, so I said, they helped these ladies move out their stuff because they ain't got no one to help them. So they're moving out their stuff. So I brought down the stuff now. Woman didn't know I was. So when I walked outside now, everyone's come up to me, rah, the knowledge, da 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 and all the rest of it. So I jokingly said to the woman, prior to that, I jokingly said to the woman, sis, you should smile, you know? Mm. Right? You should just, you should smile. Yes. But the woman, it, then the woman just kind of switched on me like, look, if you know the day that I was snapping her head, you know? I was just looking at my teeth like, if you know the day that I've had, all the rest of it, yeah? I was like, all right, cool. In my head, I'm learning now. Just be humble. Yes. Just be humble. I don't need yes. to say who am I. You don't know what. What? Come on. Now, we're big people. You now. Say that, those no, no, I always do. I ain't gonna lie. But I, didn't say <laughs> I thought you did say that. No, Tun. You know what happened? Is the people them said, "Rah, you got big Spencer Ferran carrying water for you," and like mm. she was for ah. So I left it. Went back upstairs to the credit union. Got big up all of the team. Went upstairs to the to the Pentecostal credit union. Went up upstairs to help them move their stuff. Then a woman come back upstairs and she went, oh my goodness gracious, I really, I want to apologize to you. Like, I didn't know who you was, but that's not the case. I've just had a really, I've had one of those days, blah, 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 blah. But in my head, I was saying, listen, I'm not accepting your apology because you should have been grateful that you see somebody saying, right, I'm, I'm seeing that like, there's a woman's stool. I'm saying, right, let me just help you move your stuff. And there lies the problem. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There lies the problem. But it mm-hmm. is... And I'm trying to tell you people, let your let your apology be louder than your disrespect. Mm. And sorry to go on another rant. I've gone, Tundi's got me to Starbucks, you know. I weren't a Starbucks person. It's Tundi that got me to Starbucks, you know. Tundi is they, a, Starbucks owe me a lot of money as well. I, I'm always buying from them. Still yeah, but Tundi, Tundi is the coffee connoisseur, mm-hmm. right? Because I've never seen someone back coffee like Tundi. Never. Mm. I'm trying to come anyway. down. Well, hey. um, I've just come back from a sunny vacation. So all the boxing I was watching at the airport uh, early hours of this morning, um, there is a lot to talk about. Um, you've you've told everyone about the rant of your day. Let me just yeah, say, yeah, I have to, to get off your chest. Yeah, I have to get off your chest. You know that's what this show is about. And I actually done it. Well, that's you know what I mean by I say when I actually done it. What? So a minute ago I went downstairs to get my glasses again, Spencer. I'm coming out the lift. The people are trying to come in the lift when before I've got out the lift. No, no, no. I, I can't told work. you that this has happened to me about five times. I said it. The next person who does it, they're going to hear something from me. <laughs> if you see the way I shouted at the man and his wife. <laughs> oh. the man and his wife. I was like, hold on, hold on. So you can't let me come out the thing. So, so this is my aggression. No, talk the <laughs> thing. aggressive nature. I'm like, Hold on, see, come and come out the sound before you come in. This is how I was talking, Spencer. I forgot where I was. I forgot. <laughs> I actually forgot. I thought I was back in Peckham. No. So you can't let me come out the thing before you come in the thing. And the brother's just looking at me like, duh, duh. So it's, it, took, it takes the woman to say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I said, no, nah, we mean you're sorry. We you mean you're sorry. So I'm looking at the woman like, and I'm like, that's <laughs> 
I'm had to just calm down because you know you, no. you have to respect the females. That it's not the females, it's the man. So I'm looking at this brother and I'm waiting for him to say a so I can come again. But the brother never said nothing. I made well. my point and I bounced. But please, ladies and gentlemen, when you are in the lift, let you you're supposed to come out of the lift first before Thank someone comes in. They're supposed to let you move and then they come in. It don't go the other way around. That's not good manners. So anyway, this happened to me about five times. I let it, I let it off today and um I didn't get a response. <laughs> but yeah, so, let's talk like about, Red Rose just said that should have been the fish chips and don't forget the salmon. No respect. I just don't know where turn, turn, turn. 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 we're on right. Somebody just get this one off my chest as well. Anyway, let's pick up <laughs> Dottie Gal. Thank you very much, Dottie Gal, for the five pound salute. Salute to our sisters. Yes, yes, yes. Evening, gentlemen. Turn. I've gone to Starbucks now, right? I've just done the shopping. <laughs> no, but I said, no, seriously, I'm with Rhea. I'm with Rhea. We've gone st- after finishing shopping. She said, Ah, oh, daddy, can we go Starbucks? I said, you see, you listen to Uncle Tundi too much about Starbucks. You want to kill me yourself? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, she wants a Frappuccino. So I rang Tyler as well, my other daughter. Frappuccino. Yeah, they love, they love the Frappuccino. Trust me, without coffee in it. The, 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 what's it? The caramel one. So I said, all right, cool. Go get it. I'm in there. I'm lying. The queue was ridiculous in there. Right. So got to the front now. I got to the front. Ray's like, oh, I didn't want to go to the toilet. So there was a Muslim woman in front of me. I said to the Muslim lady, oh, excuse me, sis, uh, can I just take my, 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 my daughter to the toilet and could you hold my place for me? She said, no problem, bro. Boom, gone. Gone there, gone to the toilet, come back out. Come there, it's just for me to get served now. So I walked right to the front. The Muslim lady said, oh, brother, here you go. Boom, I've gone. Behind me now, yeah? Some lady with her partner, Yeah? Excuse me, cracking up her neck, you know. The woman looked like what's it? What's from Street Fighter? Guyly, Guyly. You know the 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 one in the Air Force because you had some. <laughs> they over to me, cracking her neck, you know. Excuse me, excuse me. Um, who's from over there? I said, um, I I said. So I looked at the woman. I said, Yeah, I know it's from over there, but um, this lady just held a place for me, yeah, and then. Then the Muslim lady turned around and said, yeah, I held it for my brother. I held it for my brother. And then she turned around. She went, oh, sorry. But in my head, I said, it's only because my daughter was there. Why did I kick off on this woman? <laughs> I swear to God. It's only because my daughter. I want to answer that. Oh, daddy's violent. I said, listen to me. Let your, let your apology be louder than your disrespect. All right, all right, all right. Go on. That's, that's enough that's, now. That's, the, that's enough now. Let us actually get back to what everyone is here to listen to um, and that is the ongoings of the sport of boxing around the week or certainly on the, uh, this past weekend. Let's us start. Now, you know what? Let's go back to Friday. Um, Frank Warren, a Queensby promotion, George and Francis, they held a show. I was, a, I was away, but even when I was away, I had it on my phone. Um, yeah, it was like, you cool, top of the bill. Um, Ellis Zorro defeated Luca D or Z. And you know what? That was a good fight, Spence. I'm not going to really? lie. You, usually you get them brothers that come over and we're thinking that another European guy is going to be a walkover. But that was a good, good well, you fight. Mean, you mean like the fighters that you get for, for Joe? 
<laughs> Listen, this is what I gotta say. I'm gonna go back to that question because <laughs> you're drawing cards on me. But yeah, I thought it was gonna be a walkover. But this Luca D or 10Z, wherever they find him from, it was a good fight. It was a good fight. And that, that topped the bill. I was very impressed with the young lad Masood Abdullah. He became the first man to stop Mark Leach, who's a very good fighter. He's durable. Uh, Jamie Moore's lad, uh, Travis, mm. uh, Travis's lad. Uh, let me just shut that door for a sec, man. Yeah, it, um, he's a very good lad. And Masood became the first man to stop him. And mm. well, I, was, I was thinking to myself... Who trained Masood? Jamie Moore? Um, no, 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 no. Uh, Jamie Moore uh, and, Tra- and Nigel Travis trained Mark Leach. Remember, he beat um, uh, the, the Peacock lad, uh, Chris Burke, who was also on a... Um, yes, 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 yes. Good yes. stuff. Um, and uh, Masood, who I met at the... Remember when we was at the LEB, the London Xboxers Association? Mm-hmm. He was he wasn't on our table, but I spoke to him before he was just introducing himself to me, and uh, we had a good conversation. And as, you know, he told me he used to box for I think it was Isdaan, but he is definitely going to be a problem. Well, what is he? I, I think that was at Fever. Um, it might be in Fever or Super Bantam. Um, yeah, because well, Tony it. never told us to look out for no one. Nah, but oh. this Masoub, I, I was very okay. impressed with his strength, with his power, um, and and just his all-round ability. You, you know, Mark is a Mark Leach is a is a slippery customer to say the least, and uh, he'd really done a number in him. Carl Fail, another Peacock boy. So the Peacock boys were out in full effect on Friday. Uh, big up Martin and Tony. Um, Carl Fail. Won a points victory over Angel uh, Imi Love, and I heard that was oh, a series. The, he's a he's a um, junior middleweight, yeah. Yeah, I think so. One of the twins, yeah, the yeah, twins. twins. yeah they're yeah. good, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, but I heard this I, fight I was work, a serious I've, fight. Yeah, I've commentated on a couple of their fights when they were with MTK. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they mind that the both of the brothers, the fellow brothers, they can fight. Yeah, they were decent yeah. amateurs as well. Exactly, but I heard this was a very very close. Fight, but yeah, John Khan, yeah, that Afghan is a serious brother. He's strong in the rust, but he's definitely strong. And um, yeah, it, it was a great Josh Frankram. When done, you know, you got a um, I like the Frankrams, I like the family. Uh, they always, you know, big me up, and uh, you know, the brothers always saying respect to what you and Yard and so I got time for them. The dad, you know, he's always there. Uh, but Josh Franklin done what a lot of young pros fail to do or don't want to do, whether that's management or, or, or training. Uh, but he had a 50-50 with another young undefeated pro, George Davey, and it was a a good fight, Spence. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Davey How many Pilar, fights did he had now? How many fights did he had? I think that was eight. Oh, Davey had eight. I think um, Franklin may have had the same. And they put him um, in a 50-50. Yes. That is, that's refreshing that that's happening. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Something that Tundi Ajay will never do. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I don't know what's the matter with you. Bro, uh, when, when we fought uh, Lyndon Arthur, the first one, Lyndon was Stop, stop, here. stop. Not, stop. I'm not talking about Mr. Yard. And when you say about when we fought Lyndon Arthur, the first, that weren't no 50-50. <laughs> he was right? unbeaten. Tundi, don't wind up today. It's like someone. I said something, and someone was someone wrote on saying, "Yeah, like, oh, uh, um, 
yard and yard and no. So it's talking about Boatsy on our on the thing that we did. And they said, oh yeah, um, yards one and one with Lyndon Arthur. <clears throat> and I'm going to be real. Lyndon Arthur never won that first fight. Straight. Straight. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I ain't gonna go there because that's gonna just right. bring up a whole right. And and also, we, and we also we also saw what happened in the second fight. So when the second fight goes like that, yes, yeah. in my mind, that's what you say. You've erased anything of the first fight. That I was agree. that was that was erasing. But big up, but you know me, I don't like to really talk about. But big up, um, Lyndon, now the IBO world champion. Um, and let's have a rubber match if you want that. We we don't mind a rubber match. Tundi, Tundi, you ain't getting no rubber match. <laughs> them man will avoid you like the plague. That's number one. But you know what? You know what? Now you, you know say what? that, Tundi. You know what, Tundi? I think that you're going to get the phone call from it. I'm telling you because telling you. I told you seriously. I really, you know why, isn't it? Remember when I I phoned you the other day? Remember? Yeah. I think you're going to get the phone call for that fight. You know I mean because because I, I think that he's got the bit between his teeth about yes. that, and and one thing I've got to give Lyndon Arthur, he's game and he's willing to fight. He's like a throwback fighter because he's willing to go in there and fight anyone, and yes. definitely, definitely Pat Barrett will will he would because that would be a big fight on Channel Five in autumn. Yeah, but I think it'd be a a, a big fight um, uh, commercially. Uh, whatever because you know listen you, the, the, the the second match was like a it was like Brixton against Peckham Brixton Peckham against New Cross yeah bro it was, it was because Manchester I, against London some South London man was some South London man was all up in Arthur's corner trying to back yeah, Arthur yeah 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 I, I mean I ain't even gonna call their names I'm not even gonna call their names but we know who you are you little Stella but it's all love no it's, it's not love. for you it's all love it's disgraceful Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Carry, carry on. Congratulations, Joshua Frankham, for your points victory on Friday night against George Davy. Excellent young man. I like Josh. Always talk to him before the fights. You know, I always ask him how's it, how's it going and, and always speak to the brother and I always speak to the dad. And they're big fans of Anthony Yard and um, I wish him nothing but the best. Great result for you, and uh, it's onwards and upwards from there. Carol Otoma came back with another win after his loss, so I think that's the second win on the trot, and that's what you need after a loss. You build a young lad's confidence again, so it was good to see Carol uh, again winning, uh, I think it was an eight-round points victory against uh, Dimcho Fidas. Um, Mm -hmm. A young lad made his debut, I think it's Sam, yeah, not think, I know it's Sam King, uh, he beat Dwayne Grant. I think, uh, yeah, he he dropped him in. I think the first round, um, and he went on to win a points victory. Uh, so that was so that was that local ball. So congratulations to everyone who fought on that bill on Friday night. Now let's get let's get to the to the big stuff, the big boy stuff. Saturday night, I got my notes. Sheffield Arena, Yorkshire, 
Um, promoter Eddie Hearn, matchmaker Tom Dallas. And I was thinking to myself, is that the same Tom Dallas who you survived? Nah. Yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know Tom Dallas is a heavyweight, you, heavyweight brother. No. Yeah, the heavyweight brother. It's, it's not him, no? No, no, no. Okay, well, um, matchmaker Tom Dallas, um, inspectors was Barry Colson, Ian Craig, Ashley Martin and Brian Sproston, live on the zone, Lee Wood versus Josh Warrington. And it's there... Before we even talk about the other guys, we're going straight into the main topic. Spencer Fearon, off the back, should that fight have been stopped? Ooh, Tundi's putting this one on me. And the thing about it is, I know Mark Alexander. I know Mark Alexander when he used to box, Tun. One sec. The, the feedback, I think, was coming from Spencer's phone. I think it's so, right. It's gone now, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> you know what? Yes. Under the WBA rules, I think the only time the count cannot continue is in the 12th and final round because if 12 rounds go, that's 36 minutes of fighting. That's the end of the fight. Mm. Right? So, but... I think it's also not inexperience of his corner because he's got a very, very experienced corner. What they should have done when the bell went, the corner man should have jumped to the ring and got their fighter and brought him back to the corner. Therefore, the, the head trainer has got his back to the referee, blocking the referee from trying to interfere. So he couldn't stop the fight. And that's what they should have done. The bell went, they should have rushed in there with the water to throw on him, right? And grab their fighter. That's what they should have done. I've seen it done many times before in the past where guys have been dazed. Um, notably, I remember when um, um, Evander Holyfield got, got dazed. And that's what they do. They run in there. Frank, sorry, tell a lie. It was Frank Bruno versus Jumbo Cummins, 1983. Come right? And Jumbo Cummins clapped Bruno with a right hand, Tundi, that shook not only Bruno... <laughs> By his whole family lineage, right? So <laughs> <laughs> Bruno was, and it was, it was, when I mean that he was gone, he was gone. And it was, it was Jimmy Tibbs who's working the corner as well. It was Jimmy Tibbs that was like shook and Bruno's, Bruno's trainer, George Francis, went out there and just grabbed Frank and they brought him back. So the referee didn't have time. And plus, Frank Bruno was a house fighter, isn't he? and he was the big house fighter. So they ain't really got to but He was gone, right? Mm. Jumbo, it was gone. But what that taught me was they pushed the referee out of the way. Like, listen, you can't even say nothing because this thing here. And yes. so and this is, and I'm saying this to any trains out there, and and now I've said it, I know it's going to be in Tundi's head. Not saying that any fans are going to get hurt, but if they do, you don't make sure the referee has any say. That way you can have a true argument. Now, the round's done. The bell went. Yes. And he got up to walk to the corner. This is what I want to ask you, Spencer. So, now, it shouldn't have been stopped, Tundi. I'm going to be wrong. It, it, it should have. It shouldn't have been. Reason being, Josh okay. Warren is a former world champion. Josh Warren should be given the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Right? Because we've seen in fights where he's been floored before. And he's come back and he's come out and he's won. Right? Yes. But that was a heavy, because it was a combination shot. That, no, he was gone from the shot. And while yes. he was dropping, my mom was punching the lever out of him. So, yes. but... Me personally, going because when I'm, I only saw the highlights 
And then I said, Tundi, oh, Josh Warren got broke up. And you're saying, no, but he was doing a thing on my man. I didn't see Lee Woods win around going up in that fight. Tundi yes. got to round seven. I didn't see him yes. win around. But um, that's not me knocking Lee Wood because Lee, that's his style of fighting. He brings excitement. He'll be losing. He'll be down. And he'll find a way to clap you out. So props to Lee Woods anyway. He most probably would have stopped Josh if Josh would have been able to come out for the eighth round. But I do believe mm. that Josh Warren should have been given the benefit of the doubt. What's your take, Tom? Um, yeah, kind of like I, I listened to, I mean, I messaged Lee, I messaged Josh today, you know, uh, obviously and understandably, you know, they, 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 they wanted to give the show a miss, which is, as I say, understandably after such a, yeah, uh, a, magnificent, a magnificent fight. Uh, 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 so hats off to both of them. After watching, there's some feedback against this. Gotcha. Yeah. After watching the replay, no, after listening to Josh Warren say on, on numerous interviews that he was clear-headed, he got up, yeah, he was a bit dizzy, but he actually got up, went to his corner, and then by the time he turned back round, um, as you said, uh, Michael Alexander uh, waved the fight off. Now, I was thinking to myself, you know, sometimes fighters are kind of like, they're just coming with the, the ego thing. They don't want to just admit that you got stopped. Uh, you, you didn't know where you was at that time. Um, and you're just saving face. Then I listened to Lee Wood, and obviously he said, Lee Wood said, listen, I ate him. And when I ate him, I knew it was good night nurse. It, it was done. You know, I ate him with a, with a, with a southpaw right hook. It was a, it was a, it was a left and a right hook that really, that was the first shot. That was the beginning and the end. And then the, the, the rest of the barrel shots is what put Josh to the floor. But, and then I listened to Ben Davison's, uh, views on the fight and he more or less shadowed what Lee was saying now when I looked at the fight I said to myself you know what Josh may have a point here you know because he got hit down the bell went so in effect the round's over so he walked back to the direction of his corner whether he was groggy or not it wasn't like he got hit down he stood up he took the you know he took the eight on the knee and then Rose, he walked back. So what that what, what I feel that showed me is that he was coherent and aware mm -hmm. that the round had finished. When when he walked back to the corner, the whole team was on the apron. apron. Mm -hmm. So in their mind, you see what I'm saying? So it's like. Mm -hmm. In the corner's mind, it's over. In Josh's mind, he's just walking back to the corner. And so the corner alert him, that other mate, the referee's behind you. <laughs> you get me? And he turned around at which point, at which point, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, Kim Jong. He did wobble back to the corner, but many of fighters have wobbled back to the corner, had their minute rest and recovered. And so when he turned around, that's when the ref stopped it. But my point is, and I'm kind of like siding with Joshua. I feel that he was coherent enough to walk back to the corner. 
what the corner did wrong, they never jumped in, put, or put the stool in, jumped in and pushed him to sit down. Totally. That's what they should have done. That's what the corner should have done. That's what they should have done. Yeah, uh, you, you agree with me with that one, Spence? One million, totally. One million percent. Because they should have jumped in. Yes. Michael Alexander, listen, right now, and I'm not, I'm not going to get into the scrutiny. Right now, the British border controller under heavy scrutiny, right? Yes. The referees are saying, I'm not mashing up this job. Right? Yes. I'm going to break it down for you. If you're an A-star referee, I promote so I know. A-star referees get paid reasonably well, and they are working from the every weekend. Right? If it's not in the UK, it's all over Europe. If it's not in Europe, it's in the Americas. They're getting paid. Right? Right? And remember, that's on a weekend, so you've got your nine-to-five job. Okay. And... And if, you, if you're in that position, you're saying, right, we are under scrutiny right now. They've already mashed up one man already. He's saying, listen, I'm not going to get demoted for my job. My job's on the line. And this is how they, they, they carry on when they when they officiate. So, you know, the old adjective is better safe than sorry. Right? Yeah, but I, I'll be honest with you, Spence. I don't really feel Michael was thinking about that. I, you know, I, I'm just... No, but Michael, it, could be, it could be somewhere in the subconscious as well. I don't think so. I genuinely think and Mark, 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 Mark Alexander is a very, very good referee. Uh, he's a he's a fair uh, referee. Some, yeah, some of, some of our contests as well. And you know, a lot of these again, I, I know refs get a lot of stick, but I'm always kind of like backing refs because it's a hell of a job, Spencer. Because if you're of the the mindset where you know you're really looking out for these kids' uh, lives, mm-hmm. you know. Sometimes, you know, referees also have to have tunnel vision, laser focus. They cannot, they have to block out the outside as well. Whether they do that is another question. But I'm like, in that moment, he's just seen Josh get heavily put down. Well, that was a horrible knockdown. Yeah. He stood up immediately, but he's wobbled back. The round was over. And this is why I say you can't really blame the ref in this. I know I see a lot of comments blaming the ref. But you can't really blame the ref because, okay, the, 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 the bell's gone. As you said, Spencer, without me elongating this whole thing, the corner, I feel, should have jumped up there and pushed him on the stool. Yeah, and, and listen, when you're like, when your things like that, first thing you do is just flash water in his face to, to shake him up. Exactly. That would have that that shown that everybody was on the... On the, yeah. on the right page, but I yeah. generally think even Josh's dad was concerned, regardless of what they say. Even Josh's dad was. I feel the way to resolve this is have a rematch up at one thirty, which will be you know the way they've been doing this way for so long. They've been doing this way for so long, and it's yeah, obviously why should they do up? Why should they do that for upper weight? It won't be for world title if they did that. Well, listen, it's a fight and it could generate a lot of money. They can have it at the same time what everyone was talking. And that's what it's about. Let's not get it wrong. Listen, if if it was if it was about anything else, Lee would be fighting some of these Mexican he's Mexican man, you know, who, who are mandatory and or other world champions. But the British fights make more money and <laughs> that's totally he would have slapped some Kobo on the team. No, 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 it's facts. But I'm saying that, you know, listen, both men warriors. Both men are warriors. Yes, and you know what? This is what rematch rematches 
are often had based on controversy. And because it wasn't a 100% satisfying win, it's, it's, it's open for a rematch, Spence. It's definitely open yeah, for a rematch. I, I hear that, Tom. I hear that. But what I do want people to realise is this. You see that you, Lee Woods? He's yes. very good at rematches, you know, Tom. He's very... He's very good at rematches. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, we saw what happened in the Lara fight. Um, um, and, 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 you know, so, listen, the weight may have a big, big um, factor on, you know, why he keeps on performing. I know he, I heard in the interview afterwards, he said, listen, I just can't, this just ain't healthy for him to continue to do 130. Well, then, um, then move up. Josh Warren, move up. Josh Warren, move up. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I said it's not a satisfying win and it ain't because, <laughs> <and> sorry, <it's> <laughs> It's definitely not a satisfying, hundred percent satisfying win in terms of the public's opinion. Obviously, it is for uh, the winner, but mm-hmm. we're talking about it. You know, there are a lot of people. Sunny Edwards, I heard him like, "Bro, my man should be given a minute to recover." There's a lot of people who are ringside last night who were not happy with the stoppage space, and because of that, because of that, this is why I say not. It's not a hundred percent sweet victory, and therefore. If the money's right, if the numbers add up, if the TV uh, broadcasters are all happy with it, let's run it back at one thirty. What okay. would you like? Let me ask you a question, here, Spence. Uh, before that, thank you, Alexander Wilson, for the five dollars. Uh, in the WBA rules, if a fighter is knocked down when the bell is ringed, the the round isn't over. The round isn't over till the count is finished by the ref. Okay. So, um, Alexander Wilson clearing up, clarifying certain rules um, uh, to us here, Spence. What do you say about that? Yeah, but, yeah, but Michael Alexander would have got to the count of eight because we're in the duration of the time of him getting knocked down and him getting up, right? He got up, he looked at the ref, and he heard the bell go. So, automatically, a fighter's hear the bell go. Worse if you're knocked down, you're going to be groggy. He said, I'm going back to my corner. And it's not like the referee initiated or pointed for him to go to the corner. He went back to the corner. And at that time, I watched the fight. I watched that ending. The end of the series ended. At that time, then, they could have done something. His corner could have done something. But, and like I was saying, in WBA rules, the only time where the count stops is at the end of the fight. End of the 12th round and the bell goes. That's the only time. But, and I thank you for you um, clarifying that as well for, for, yes. for um, uh, Mr. Wilson, because it shows that it's conjecture at the end of the day. But I'm just saying, for everything that Josh Warren has stood for and the yes. things that he has done in boxing, I believe that he could have been given a benefit of that, right? Yes. Simply because if it was like he was getting bossed around and punch up from round... Round, round one, yeah, two. One then I could turn around and say, well, you know what, you was getting, and you, you was going to go get a hike, it would be a hike. But that was not the case. What happened was he was winning the fight on the yeah. judgment ball cards, right? He was winning the fight, and what happened was he got knocked down. It was a bad knockdown. Yes. And when you're a judge and you're that close to it, it was a horrible yeah. knockdown. Tony, that knockdown was horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was a pinpoint accurate. 
yeah, a, a accumulation of of uh, really a lights out right hook. The yeah. right hook was the one that sent him out so there. And, and that was fish chip savonoy. That was onion juice, chips and gravy. That was everything combined in one. And to top it off with tomato ketchup, bro. That's what that was. Because when I saw the right hook, boy, it was powerful as well. Yeah. Oh, I of the sample oh, stuff. I'm going to read this, then I'm going to switch off for one minute, uh, Spencer. Let's go do so. Uh, no Michael, Reed, thank you for the 4.99. He says, Tony and Spencer, please address the dirty tactics being used by Josh before you move on. This show is always on fire. Thank you, Michael Reed. Spence, you're going to answer that, and I'm no, just going yeah, to... Go, go do it then. Look, Michael, <clears throat> yep, um, Brutal 4.72, yep, curry sauce, that as well. You're going to have to come and tell me what dirty tactics we use. Are we talking like he's always been kind of industrial with his head as he fights? He fights with a high tight guard and he plows him with his head so he can rip the body. And, you know what I mean? The, this is like the hardest part of the body, the top of the skull. So that's what he does. But am I going <laughs> to... One more clap for you, Sigalini. Sunday has a small quadrant. Right. But am I going to say that that is real dirty tactics? Real dirty tactics. How many times did he get warned by Michael Alexander? Who is an eight-star referee? Oh, you're talking about the rabbit punches. They're, they're, I mean... I can't... Listen. They're, 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 that's his style of fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> what kind of behavior is this? Send it back to Bunnersmith. <laughs> no, no, no. Bumble clap boxer. Don't be spreading no rumors about me. Anyway, Spencer, carry on. Sorry, I was just I just had to read that because that was funny to me. Um no no no. Um jo- I think Josh Warren clarified the back of the head business. He said, Listen, I know the rules. Uh, the back of the head is here. Mm. He said he was punching them on the side and the ears, which is not illegal. Mm. So, you know, whatever people may seem to think, Josh doesn't agree with you. Josh is saying they were perfectly legal blows and he feels that the influence of um, Ben Davison uh, made the referee take the point away, which was the same round he got stopped, right? The seventh mm-hmm. round, the referee mm-hmm. took the point off of Josh and, um, you know, uh, I don't know. It's just one of those, it's one of those, it's got the um, Frotch Girls vibes and I think I read that comment before. It's got one of the. Uh, it's got that kind of vibes, and you know, listen. Let them run it back. You know, I'm doing. I'm doing a promoter's job. Let them run it back in a football stadium. Both fans will be there. The that will sell out as well. That the fight Forest, was Forest fans. They'll ram it out. They'll give everyone a good fight, and uh, who knows? Maybe Lee would go and do a better job, but maybe Josh would have the chance to redeem himself. He's had a great career, Josh Warren been in some big fights. I think he said that um, he's never, he's only ever been stopped once before and um, he deserves the right. He feels cheated by the whole outcome of everything uh, and he deserves another shot. So, I don't know. It's one of them ones. There's some, there's, there's some big fights out there for Lee Wood right now. What do you think of the possibility of a Joe Cordina fight up at 130? You know what, Tundi? Joe Cordina posted his picture of his two world title belts that he's picked up. People seem to forget that he's a two-time world champion, right? Okay. He's a two-time world champion and an unbeaten fighter. 
Yes. I mean, wherever we say someone's a two-time world champion, the one world title twice, yeah, because he got shipped to the title and came back and went back. I'm saying that's the fight. Um, Lee Wood should move up in weight. Wow. And that fight is waiting for him because I'm going to be real with you, Tundi. I believe that one of the best talents in this country right now is Joe Cordino. Mm. I think he's unbelievably talented, Tundi. Go watch mm. his fight when he picked up world titles. Go watch the fight when he banged out the brother to be, become the world champion. <laughs> Listen, Joe Cordino, that fight will sell as well. Joe, you know I, mean? I don't feel I don't feel Joe would mind traveling, uh, being that away fighter if the money you know, was right. Of course. So that's the fight. We've made that for you, Eddie. It's quite an easy fight for Eddie to make. There was talk about um, Zofa Barrett fighting Joe Cordina. That was a talk, right? Mm. I, I'm not pushing um, Zofa out of it right now, but this is world title, world champion business we're talking about here, right? Um, so there's no disrespect for you because I think you're an excellent fighter. Joe Cordina and Lee Woods should be the fight that's made. If they, can't make this rematch, if they can't make this rematch, and I hope they could, but they make the rematch up. You know what I mean? They make the, re- they make the rematch up at 130 because they're fighting at 126 at the present moment. They make it at 130. And in the smaller weights, you're thinking like four pounds ain't nothing. Four pounds is a lot. At it's, a lot. it's a lot. Because right? Cordina, it is big coming down. You oh, know, uh, Wood will be uh, big at his weight, but now he's going to be f- fighting naturally bigger men. So it'll be a fantastic challenge. Um, Does it sell more than Lee Wood against Josh too? Possibly. Because as you said... No, no, no. no, I don't think it's just for the fan base. Josh Warren brings some different kind of fans. Yeah, Yeah, the fan base. So does Lee Wood. In fact, Josh Warren, I believe, brings more fans than Lee Wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? And I, I'm, I'm backing Josh as well. I, I really, you know, Josh is a cool guy. He, he, you know, he had time to answer my messages this evening. Um, Big up, Josh. He's a good guy, man. Yeah, Josh is a good guy. And, I, and I, you know, I said to him, listen, bro, we're back in the rematch. We want, we want that. Re- I want that rematch for him. And you know, it's, it, it's one of them ones. It's Eddie Hearn selling at Wembley or doing eighty thousand at Wembley for the Frotch Groves. He can do it. He can do it. So Listen, I believe that I believe that Eddie Earn could do that for this rematch. And I think if both men have been complaining about doing a weight and you're, you're hearing the next thing I want to know is this. Does Lee Wood perm his head? <laughs> yeah. He looked like um the brother on um coming to a very sexy chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I said, man? That boy good, man. That boy good. <laughs> we don't need real genetic future. Yeah, you've got the Jerry Curl ticket. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember that part of the film? Oh no, he would put his head. He would have careful. Anyway, thank you, um, Ikram Mudin Zwayne. I remember when James Cook used when James Cook. And then, no, it's Brian Lawrence. I remember when Brian Lawrence used to have Brian Lawrence to trade over Ian Napper. When Brian Lawrence used to, when Brian Lawrence used to perm his hair, and I warned them, man, listen, don't put no chemicals in your hair, brother. Now look, he's bald, he's as bald as a kite. <laughs> I'm sorry. Big up Ikram Mudin Zwayne. Thank you for the 70s. Uh, I never ever know what 70s uh, is, but listen, 
And I think I said, I agree. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it, what it's actually put it. It equals three G P D G B G B P. So thank you very much for the free dollar seventy zar. Um, he said, love the two of you. Keep up the great work. This is the most complete boxing channel. Seventy zar equals three G B P. Snapchat money in the bank. Thank you very much, my man. Um, so yeah, so that is a great possibility. Um, Joe Cordino versus Lee Wood. Let's just move down the bill. Yeah, Kieran Conway, last opponent was Anthony Yard's last opponent. Kieran mm-hmm. Conway went the distance. Anthony Yard, as we know, stopped my man in two rounds. Uh, so what round? What weight is Kieran Conway? Kieran Conway is a super middleweight. Uh, and what weight is Anthony Yard? Anthony is a light heavyweight. So, you know why I made that point. But anyway, the point I'm saying is, it's levels. And, and, and even though we are looking, you know, and he's blowing certain guys away, it's not that they're rubbish. It they ain't rubbish, Spence. I'm just, that's something I, I have to make that point. Okay. There's okay. solid guys, it's just that it's levels. But again, I'm not going to rush. I'm not going to rush. Fighter because people are saying fight him, fight him straight away. No, I'm not gonna. No, Tundi, Tundi, let me tell you this now, yeah. With the disgusting uh, um, matchmaking of recent that I've just witnessed, yes. right? Ah, oh, come on, come on, Spencer Fearon. What? Come on, talk the thing. I cannot, I cannot turn around and say that there is nothing wrong with how you have engineered. And yes. put your fighters to fight because when it's time for them to step up, they step up. Yes, they don't step back. So can't argue with that one, right? When people are saying fight this one and fight that one, I know on certain opponents who have been called for certainly your fighters go and fight, and either they price themselves out, you know what I mean, or they cast them out. Right, but because because yeah, because some don't talk about, it, but I know. But because of this, when they said I should be fighting, when and I'm talking years ago, when Tundi was pushing hard for the Joe Smith Junior fight, <laughs> right? I don't want to tell you the astronomical figure that they come back with. You know what yeah. I mean? I thought the man was trying to build a spaceship to fly to the moon to wrap it. So anyway, let, let's not say that. I, I get no, what So. Um, so I'm saying, like, with, 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 with matchmaking, yes. with matchmaking, it is all about the end result. These cabin fodder, that, that's what exactly what they are. They're cabin fodder, right? Yes. It needs to be a step in the right direction. But not only that, people just think boxing is about you fight him, that you fight him, that you fight him. It's crazy. You also got to think about how you're going to bring the game. You also got to think, is your fighter marketable? Is he personable? Do the people relate to him? I know about this guy. Do you do they relate to him? Has he got a fan base? Can you grow on his fan base? What's his social media like? All of these things add a part of it, but bottom line, if you're not in a gym doing your work, you can have all the other intangibles going for you. Yeah? But you can't fight a blast. Before I continue about that fight, um, thank you, Alexander Wilson, again for the five dollars. He says, where does Oshakik Foster 
fit in with any of these fighters. His next fight is on the zone, and he said he wants Cordina back. Um, I've seen um, uh, Oshaki Foster fight. I don't think you can beat Joe Cordina. I'm being honest with you. And maybe it's a case where he don't really bring that much to the table because he, you know, he he's won. Good, you know? He's got good he's skills. Got skills. He's got skills. He come up with the Charlos. He come up with um, pro grade. Uh, he's a good fighter, and he's now the WBC champion. And I've I've followed his story uh, from literally from rags to riches, and uh, he's a good fighter. I don't think he kind of fits in with the narrative of these big fights. He's gonna have to be patient, and he'll get his time. And I'm sure if he continues to hold on to that belt, eventually uh, they're gonna have to, you know, if if they want that unification, they're gonna have to come see him. So big up, uh, Oshaki Foster, and thank you for the five. Dollars, Alexander Wilson. Now, great victory for Kieran Conway, as I said, last night against Linus Adolphia. Um, Listen, I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, I like Linus, lovely kid. Yeah, bruv. Yeah, I know you're gonna say what I'm gonna what I'm thinking in my head. Go on, go I know ahead. what you're thinking. thinking when you see a man come out all smiley and touching everyone's glove. I know the game, bro. I know the game. No one can't chat to me on this kid. When you see man all smiling and touching everyone's glove and da, 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 you're showing me that your mind is not on what it's meant to be on. You're just happy to be there for the occasion. Mm. Was you not thinking that, Tony? Just let me know. I, I didn't really see the ring walk and that. I was just upset with the... The, 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 the lack the, of... The unwillingness to take the belt. It was like, I'm like, bro, willingness. This is what I'm trying to say. Sometimes these men, they just need certain brothers around them. Because I'm feeling like, are these, like, like, where's the motivation coming from? Like, where? The urge. The urge. The urge. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you're mm-hmm. going to relatively a next man's back garden. And I'm like, come on, man. You got, you got to fight. You got to fight. You understand? You, this is a fight I think that was um, was was supposed to happen before. It's like, come on, man. Bro, I need more than this, bro. You understand? Sorry, sorry. I'm like, I need more than you this. Apologize. Like, you apologize. And, and then I'm like, you know what? Because I watch these young, I watch these young fighters and I watch their posts. That's why when I post, I, just, I never post really about boxing. I'm just always joking because I know it's not what you say prior to the fight. It's what you do in the fight. So mm-hmm. all this talking, all this one man saying, let's effing have it and all of that. I'm like, I'm watching these posts coming from Linus. Bro, bro, you see what I'm saying? Bro, I'm seeing all of this talking. <laughs> Come on. Bro, then please wind me up, you know? Let's effing have it. I'm like, bro, then have it then. Then have it. Come on, man. Like, you know we can all talk a certain talk. I'm like, you know, if you're saying let's effing have it, have it then. Go up there and fight. Don't just... Come on, some feeble because I'm I'm like when you was fighting your brother, Denzel ben, Bentley, you are coming back. Tundi, 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 there's some different self hatred going on there, you know, because that was some Nigeria Ghana thing going on there. You know? when, you, yeah, when, you was, when you was fighting Denzel, I saw a warrior in you. I was like, bro, mm. you're giving Denzel some work. And yeah. to be honest with you, um, Linus, you know, I respect that. Like, Linus is a young guy, he's always respectful. Oh, he's, a lovely kid. He's, a lovely. he's a very nice young man, but I'm like, bro, 
it's, it's fighting now. It's fighting. So I'm like, you don't just give up yourself like that when you're going into the lion's den. You have to fight. You have to fight. And I hope that Lionel is watching this and hears this and comes again because it was an unfortunate injury uh, before the stoppage. Obviously, oh, you could one, one second, I just got to do something. Okay, yeah. It was an unfortunate... Yeah, sign up. It was an unfortunate injury um, which we don't wish upon anyone. But I'm like, come on, man. You're Nigerian, bro. <laughs> you're Nigerian. You've got to come better than that. You're, you're, maybe you're British-born Nigerian like myself. But the, 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 it's inside of you. It's, we know it's there because you showed it against Denzel. And I'm like, nah, 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 nah. I wasn't happy with that, Linus. I wasn't happy with that. And, uh, you know, boxing and such is, I don't know when you're going to get an uh, opportunity to, to fight on such a big platform again. You know, I hope it's quickly because you deserve everything because you're such a humble and obviously you're obviously dedicated to it. But you need, you need a bit of lifting. You understand? You need, you know, in situations like that, and it's not to see, say, your your, your fantastic trainer Terry uh, wasn't trying his best. Um, and I feel I feel that's what it is. Maybe just some some psychological work needs to go on with you. Maybe get a couple hype man around you. Don't be listening to people when they say, "Ah, all he's got is hype man around you." Go, you sometimes what you need. You need a hype man. You need someone to give you that. You know. That 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 kickstart and uh, and that feeling before whether that's in training or whether that's prior to going into the fight, you know. And um, the turn, like I said, that's, that's all I've got to say. But well done to Kieran. Right, right, right. I want to no, I want to say all this thing here. I'm all saying. Right, all right, but let me just let me just pick up Kieran first because I don't want to overlook his victory because it was a fantastic performance by Kieran Conway. Um, credit to his dad. Good fighter, you know, Credit to great fighter. Um, maybe great's a bit too much of a a boost, but a good fighter. Um, uh, and he's been in he's been in deep twice. Yeah, a massive bills. I think he fought on a Canelo bill on the card. Mm-hmm. So so credit to his father and credit to Kieran Con- Conway. Fantastic. Now I believe I think it was the WBA kind of international title, one of those belts. But regardless, suffice to say. Um, Good stepping stone for bigger things, and you know, uh, onwards and upwards for Kieran Conway. Spence, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I'm just going to be up Kieran Conway. Very good fighter. Um, I was hearing you saying like you need a hype man, you need a man to G you up. Yes, and you, and you do need that. Um, and as much as people are saying like, oh well, all these lines in the camp. As far as I'm concerned, lines in the camp doing <laughs> work, sir. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Come on, all day. All right, moving down. What a fight. Remember, remember a pat back to Akashi when he said, Yeah, they said to Tunde, You're behind the points, Tunde. You're behind the points. And all he come back and said was, Lies in the camp. <laughs> 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 and you know what? You see what I'm Not the biggest thing. I didn't even say it. That's what I just laughed about. In my head, I was always laughing. I didn't even say that. Bro. I said, Yeah. <laughs> It fit the narrative of the time. It sold the fight. It sold the rematch. And yeah, I love it. it. I love it. But you see me, I can take bullets, fam. This is what I'm trying to say. Like, you, you, some of you guys, you're going to like, you're not supposed to get criticized. It's life. It's polarity. So when the criticism comes, just take it, bro. Just take it because it's part of life. You've got to be able to, if you are there worried about what people say in this day and age when, 
you know, once it, once upon a time you had one village idiot. Now mm. you the whole village is full up of idiots because of social yeah. media. You understand? Everybody is some motivator. Everyone is some some person who wants to give us the best advice on how to live our lives. I don't want business about what people say. It's like you've got to be focused and uh, and take the bullets. They help you, and most times they can motivate you. So big up um, who needs to get big up. Now, the fight I was talking about, which was a, a breakout fight, in my opinion, for this young lad, what a performance by young Hopi Price. And well done, Dave Coldwell. He's been banging on about Hopi mm-hmm. for so long. It was actually when me and him was talking, when I was trying to sort out sparring for Devon, uh, Devon Haney, when um when he was going to fight, when he did fight um Lomachenko, you know, we, uh, um, Dave actually nominated Hopi to go and fight. Well, with- wow spar with uh, with Devon uh, just because of the style of Southpaw and what have you. Yeah, hope he really, you know, he's a he's a big fan. He really watches Lomachenko head to toe. So, but again, I'm gonna credit give credit to his uh, opponent Connor Coghill. What a little warrior! What a little warrior as well. The both of them. Penny Tundi. Believe me, whatever they got paid last night, they deserve double that. I'm telling you. Back and forth. I was very impressed with the punch output of Hopi Price so late in the fight. 11th round, 12th round, he was throwing bombs, moving man's arm to the side, stepping around him, left foot, right foot, left uppercut, and he done the beautiful, the AY shot, but from the southpaw stance, the left uppercut, right to the body. Good night, nurse. Yeah, boom. Listen, Opie, we shouldn't even got Dave on the show. We shouldn't even got Dave on the show because that was a, a, a such a, a good performance at this stage of his career. I, I, I heard Dave say that they're ready for the British title and um, it's onwards and upwards. For well, you know what? I think Dave now jump on, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's onwards. You know, Dave's always a, he's a, Dave's always one of one of the man's them to come on the show. So I wouldn't be surprised if he picks up the phone and blesses the fighters right with a with a few words. But um, great performance by Hopi, and um, I'm just I'm just looking to see what's next for him. Uh, he's still. Yeah. He's, I think he can't be that old. He could, he's got to be. About, how old is he? He's young, man. He's very young. Uh, you can see that his body has a lot of maturing still to do, but he was punching hard and fast last night. Mm. And that's what impressed me. His engine obviously impressed me. If he's young, you know, when you're young, you can do things for long without thinking <laughs> about it. So that didn't really surprise me too much. But it was just a mature performance by a young Hopi press. So, yes, yeah, so a big up Hopi. Again, moving Further down the card, Terry Harper versus Cecilia Bracas. Tell me what you think about that controversy. Yeah. When I will say it. Say again, Spence? Bracas won the fight too. <laughs> oh, uh, Boxy the Menace said, um, hope he's 24. All right, cool. Say nothing. Say he's not really a spring chicken. I've always one of them, I've always one of them 21 kind of ages, but he's still not in his prime. Um, and yeah, he, he's he's gonna do something. He's gonna do, he's done something already. Let's get that British title and let's move on from there. Dave Coldwell has seen a lot of fighters in his time. He's worked with a lot of fighters, uh, most notably um, 
Tony Bellew, um, Ryan Rhodes, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Dave's got a lot of, you know, the Ingles experience. Dave's got mm-hmm. so much experience uh, behind him, uh, which will only benefit um, um, as, as he moves along. But yeah, so what are you saying? Brackas won the fight, yeah? Of course, Brackers won the fight. <laughs> well, I, I, I saw something where Eddie Hearn was saying. What's going on? I just sent you a message, man. We're just we're just picking up on the show. Well, I'm on the show now. Oh, nice one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What are you doing right now? Right now, I'm just watching the Wood fight, mate. All right, good. Listen, I'm going to send you a link. We just want to have. We just need to. We need uh, one, of, one of the best trainers in the UK right now. We need to have your opinion if that's possible. Just give us two minutes. Of course you can, Dave. Right, okay, okay. I'll send you the link right now. Top man, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> you know, Spence, yeah. Uh, the fighting right, listeners. You see why this show is so different, yeah? We're just throwing up, man, like we're on the road. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, link me down. Yeah, yeah. Come, come here. Come to the barbershop. Come to the spot. That's what the fight is right is. We ain't, this ain't no rehearsed show. It's just on the spot. We phone trainers, phone fighters. If they don't give us their time, I like, well, like, cool, cool. Watch when things, when you need our help. <laughs> like there's certain men that we're phoning for interviews and they're like, oh, you know what? I can't do it this time. I'm like, ah, right, cool. Watch, watch, watch. You're going to need us at some point. <laughs> you have to understand this part here, yeah? We don't need them, man, you know? <laughs> no, we need everybody. Everybody needs... Every, somebody made somebody. Yeah, I call quiet that. Yeah, come on. Don't say that. Don't say that. Everybody needs everyone. But, yeah. Um, yeah, but... Um, I didn't watch... I watched the highlights. Um, and I've heard you know, different opinions on the fight. Um, but most, the majority of the people that I have spoken to with regards to the Bracas Harper fight believe Bracas was a... Because they, they believe it, right? Bracas won the team. Okay, okay. Well, and listen. And I think the fact you that you've got a draw... In close fights. Well, I don't believe that she, she won the fight. Say that again, Smith, sorry? You know, there's, there's times where it is where, the, the, uh, listen, bottom line, Bracas won that fight. And that's not me saying anything bad about Terry Harper. She's a lovely human being. But she lost that fight, bro. Why is your lips moving out of sync with, with the... What kind of... um? What, I don't want to call no, no nation's name on the sun. But why is your lips moving and then you're talking after? <laughs> I don't know why, but the Wi-Fi you got, you, you, you're your dodgy yeah. Wi-Fi. Are you phoning now? Yeah. I've just sent it to Dave Cooper. I just sent the link to. Him. Okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> man said he spends the appearance AI. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you the man who never ages. The man whose skin is almost as nice as mine, almost as smooth as mine. He can pass for 30 years old without a doubt, no doubt. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you the one, the only, the man himself, Mr. Dave Coleman. What's happening, fellas? How you doing? How you doing, man? How are you doing, Dave? I'm all good. I'm all good, mate. Wait, before you even say anything, yeah? 
Let me big up Brooke Coldwell, Dame's daughter. She's a bad boy DJ. All day school was kids are talented. You know I appreciate me? that. Thank you. All Thank of you are talented. Little Theo is a fantastic footballer. He's got yeah. bare skills, right? And his daughter, Brooke, trust me, she... Hey, but Dave, but Dave, what are you doing in the dance, bro? You're not supposed to be in the dance with your daughter. Man, <laughs> man, listen, I'm still, I'm still got... younger. Me and my missus are still young at heart, so where, you know what I mean? We're <laughs> all right, we're all right. Yeah, I see. I see Dave in the dance doing bro. You know that. Like, you know that like when you're old and you're doing visuals. It's not the same as young people. I'm promoting her. I'm getting her out there. I'm helping a DJ career. Go on, yeah, big up, man. And I love that. I love that. You know, um, support from the parents means everything to the children, whether or not they realize it now or later. It, it's definitely a, a great thing. So, big up to you okay. for that. Thank now. What I called you, or what Spencer called you, I said, but it'd be good yeah. to have Damon, was your lad, your charge, the, the, the young man that you have literally been raving on, raving about from day one. Hoping yeah. Price, I think that was his, a breakout performance for him. I was just telling everyone here on the fight is right. What, what a performance, Dave. And congratulations, mate. It was, that was big. That was big. Thank, thanks. Thanks very much. Listen, you, you guys, especially Spencer, you know, um, bringing my kids through with learning fights none of this building up against nobody they have to have tests with people that are going to be punched um the the the, the modern of, of promoting fighters seems to be as soon as you see somebody with a bit of talent you want to rush them rush them rush them into the big titles and big fights and for me the danger there is they don't get beat by somebody that's better they get beat by somebody because of their lack of experience and because somebody else has more experience in certain situations. So I've been, if you look at Hopi's record, he's fought good fighters, good opponents. Mm-hmm. And it's been, you know, it's been constantly like people say, when are you letting him off at least? When are you letting him off? I'm like, not yet. This year is about a year of development. And um, I chose Conor Cogill because number one, he's unbeaten, but number two, he's a southpaw. Hope he's not fought a southpaw since he's 16 years old. And in mm-hmm. fact, the last loss he ever had was against that said Salzburg. Yeah. Um, so I can't have him, you know, being talked about and going into a British title fight who the current champion is a Southpaw without having faced the Southpaw himself in, in the professional ring. And so yes. that was the, that was the, the, the reasoning for that opponent. My point of it is if I wanted somebody just for him to go in there and get a shape and get the look off, then I'd have just got an easier opponent that's lost a few fights, mm-hmm. that's not going to be hungry and sees it as a as a um, a chance to grab the spotlight for themselves yes. and it be safe. But I needed somebody that's actually going to give him problems. It's no good if he, you know winning every round and, and being comfortable in your step up in your testing fight because then you still haven't learned anything. So mm. we got Conor Cogill, and it was I expected. I said to him before, and I said I expected to be tricky, to be cagey, for you to get the read on it for a few rounds. And then, you know, I expect you to, to you know, to, to what you're doing in the early rounds will have an effect later on. And then things will start falling apart. And I've just, I've actually just watched it back. And I had where we won the first round, lost the second, third, fourth, fifth, and then won every single round after. And that's how yeah. I see it. He's not, he's not the biggest punch in the world. So he's the kind of guy that's going to break you down later. But yes. that'll be 
not just because of the work he's doing later, it's because of what's happening in the previous rounds as well, even though it might be close or he might be losing a few rounds early doors. Um, so for me, I got everything I needed out of that fight. Perfect, perfect fight. Yes. Spence, before I fire away. So you know Spence always stuff in his face, so you, you know you, you know you know you know Spence. He ain't got no decorum or anything. He just eats. Like, but go, go on, Spence. We, Is he in pink now? Is that my am I, am I saw that kung fu movie? No, that seems to be all right. You're all right cool. Well, I gotta say congratulations, Dave Caldwell, and I love your persistency. Dave's been in this game a very very long time. No, Dave for donkeys, yes, and he's persistent. So because you're persistent. And you always say, like, you've got one, you've got one. But also, let's not forget, Jordan Gill versus Condon is going to be a very, very big fight. Very big fight. Dave's not saying anything. No, you, 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 can't, you can't know that. I don't, Joe, me and Jordan have parted ways. That's what, I, that's, what? What, that's what I was just thinking in my head. You know, Spencer, sometimes he's <laughs> And you don't know what's going on in the present day. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know why? Because Tundi's the now story, and I'm a historian, mate. I'll tell the reason behind that is he's been up in Sheffield for 10 years. Um, he's actually he's got a wife that lives back in Peterborough with you know where his mom and dad live and everything. All his family's down there. He literally sees his wife for a, a day and a half. And now he's now at a stage. 29 years old, obviously coming off the, the key call loss. I tried to get him back with an eight round. I just, I didn't want him going into a big fight straight away, coming off the fight that he's had. Yes. I wanted to bring him back. I felt as though he deserved an eight rounder back yes. by, you yes. know, the promoters that are excited about him when he's winning and he's putting in these exciting fights. I wanted him to get an eight round win. Nothing's come about and it kind of like got to a point where for his own sake and for, you know, his happiness, bottom line, his happiness, he needed to go back home and he needs to find somewhere where he can travel to and from every day rather than having to live up here Monday to Friday, travelling down there, coming back on Sunday. So he gets a day and a half at home. Um, so that's what he's done. He's, he's perfectly amicable. I wish him all the best. He's, he's a very, very close friend of my family. Always will be. Um, it's just, he's got to be happy, mate. And it, it, when, once you get to 29... Your priorities kind of start changing because when you're a young man, you can sacrifice everything for the sport. Move away, do this, don't see families and stuff. You start getting to 29 and things start getting a little bit real when it comes to on the home front and, and just building your future away from boxing. He's got a successful um, foundation he's set up back home in Peterborough, which his dad runs the day-to-day stuff, the, the training side of things. But he wants to get more hands on. They've, they've, they've got um, funding for a gym out up there and everything. So he's got a lot going on. So for him to be up here all that time and then to to you know just try and still be successful with that as well, um, it, it wouldn't work. So yeah, I'm gutted. I miss him. I'm not going to lie. You know, it's, it, I, I've, I've had him for six years. Um, we've won you know Commonwealth, uh, internationals, European titles together. So we've had some good times, but. Yeah, it, it's 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 the right move for him. Well, you know what? I'm, glad, I'm, glad that, I'm glad that things are amicable there. Um, yeah. But this condom fight, it's a good fight. What's your, what's your, what's your take on it? 
bro, stop talking about stop talking about the next man. I'm talking about Hopi. Bro, they don't want to talk about they don't want to talk about the next man. We're talking about, <laughs> talking about Hopi. You're there talking about um um. You shut your mouth, man. You're welcome. Listen, listen, listen. Spent. Just keep putting them chips or whatever it is that's in your mouth. And me and Tony will have a conversation about Hope. Right, yeah, continue, continue. Go on. He's got chips in his mouth. I thought they wanted to talk about Hope. You're there make, making him relive flipping uh, Jordan Gill. Gill, forget that. We don't even care about Jordan Gill right now. <laughs> anyway, Dave, listen. I, I'm <laughs> um, uh, ages. Someone said 24, but I'm just looking at the 23. And he's 23 years old. Do you, I mean, he, he, he looks like he's still going to grow into, yeah. so, I mean, he's fighting at featherweight right now, right? That was, his, that was his second fight at featherweight. It was super bantamweight. He's at two fights. Wow. So he's still filling into, he's still going to get stronger in that division. He's still going to get stronger in that division. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, is there, uh, is there even a possibility that we could have, we could see oh, both of those guys who fought last night are moving up to 130. Uh, um, so... I doubt we ever see him with Josh or, or... No, no. He's a, listen, he's a, he's a long way off of that yet. He's a long yeah. still, Like I said, I'm developing. I'm taking him... I'm, I'm, it's on my time. It's on my good. time to add good. to development. Because this kid is going to be good. But he's 23 years old. You look yes. at everybody else in the division that's at the top, you know, the, the, the elites, everybody. You know, majority of fighters... They're older, unless yeah. you get, you know, you're talking people like Shakur Stevenson and people like that, the, the world champions early, young and things like that. Do you know what I mean? But hope is hope is young, and so I want to take my time with him and build him yeah. and get the yeah. right fights with the right way, and yeah. just you know increase that IQ and that knowledge, that experience. You can't buy experience. You can't steal it. You can't borrow Absolutely. it. You have to go through shit in order to have it and then use it. You know, yes. so I need him to do that because the kid is very good, and I'm, and you know, he's going through a lot. You know, at the moment, um, this last eighteen months, two years, he's lost a lot of very very close people, and he's going through a lot right now. And yes. there was a point, there was a point where I was gonna pull the fight a few weeks ago because of wow. what's what his what his family's going through at the moment. So yes. the character that he showed me last night in that fight, yes. It's immense, and and you know, it, it, I'm I'm so proud of the kid because what people only see what happens on fight night. They don't see what exactly. fighters going through mentally and with, with certain problems that they're, they're having. They're out of their control, um, you know. Um, so for him to hold the concentration, he's on a Josh Warrington on the card. He's being told by his promoter he needs to be more excited. He's, but yet you want him to keep in the, in the in the mode that you're wanting for his future, how to develop him. And all these things that are going there, along with the emotions that he's been keeping down, once you get into that fight night, you're in that fight or flight, and it's full of emotions, and you, it's very hard to control which emotions you fight on. And yes. I, I thought he did he did so well, and it's so easy for a prospect that when we always talk about, even in six-rounders, four-rounders that I'm training my fighters, I'm talking about what's going to happen when they're fighting in 12-rounders. And mm. I'm talking about... Where just because you're in a six rounder, don't work under mile an hour, blah, blah, because if you get rid of a journeyman in a couple of rounds, who cares? What's that going to do for you when you're boxing in the 12 rounders? You yes. know, unless you're a listen, if you're a nasty puncher, it's different. But Hope is not a big yes. punch knockout merchant. So yes. the majority of fights as he steps up will be the fights. That's not saying they're all going to be points. I've always said when it's 12 fights, you will see the stoppages. When it's longer fights, you will see the stoppages. And, you know, he boxed Jimmy Beach. 
made him quit after seven rounds. Yes. Now he blocks it. You know, that was a, that was a scheduled 10 rounder. Now this fight stops him in the 12th round. It's what, it, what I'm saying about him is, is coming, you know, to fruition. But it's, it's the experience that you're gathering along the way and yes. not pressing that panic button just because you're losing a couple of rounds or if it's yes. not going your way and, and yes. frustrating and then throwing stupid shots that you get, you're going to get counted for because you're forcing shit that's not there yet. Keep being patient, trusting the process and, and then you'll see it all, all evolve. I think that's a fantastic insight to, you know, what it takes to really operate at the top level because a lot of, you know, the average fan, the people that, you know, just watch boxing for watching boxing but don't understand that personal part is mental fortitude is, is I, I would even say it's, it's 90% of this game. 100%. You know, being, able to, being able to perform uh, when you're going through family issues, yeah. like, like we've had fighters like and yeah. everyone goes with yeah. and, and yeah. four deaths going into the ring. It's good. And as you say, for him to really perform like that, at such an, a young age of 23 yeah. and come out and done what he done last night. I just have to credit you because I always look at the trainer. I always big up the trainer. I always like, bro, you know, apples don't fall far from the tree, mate. So, you know, you got to give yourself uh, a massive uh, pat on the back as well for the I work. Just, that you... I just, all I believe is that it's just understanding the kid that you're working with and, and yes. being able to, being able to be, you know, sometimes it's not about whether you're a good trainer or not. It's about, can you connect with that fight that you're working with? You can you get the best out of that fighter? Because you, go. you can have the best trainer in the world working there with the best go. fighter in the world and it don't work. There you go. All, all these, you know, when you've got your Freddie Roach and working with, with your James Tonys or your top man, all day, and they would never ever lose because you've got the best fighters, you've got the best coaches, but shit goes wrong. It's not just yes. about that. You've got to have, you've got to have that where you can get the best out of them. Whatever that capability is, get the best out of them. That's our job. That's how I see it. Sometimes yes. you will, the best, the best that you can get out of them and the best that they've got because not everybody's built to be world champion. Sometimes yeah, it might only be where you can get somebody to domestic level. Sometimes yes. it might only be where you get them to European level. Sometimes yes. you can get them to world level and world yes. champion. So, yes. it, you know, I, that's how I see it. And and as long as I can do the best and get the best out of my fighters, then I, I'll be happy regardless what people say about me as a coach. That You know what I mean? That, that is nice when you get a pat on back. It's not so nice when you're getting slated, but ultimately it doesn't affect or it shouldn't affect what you do in that gym because that's you, that's what your what's what your work ethic requires, do you know what I mean? Thank Absolutely. you very much. Also, Dave, before you go, what was your thoughts? Because you were there, you were there inside. What were your thoughts on the on the Joshua and um, um fight last night? So obviously I'm just watching as a fan now, right? And the, I'm at ringside and unbelievable fight, unbelievable ending. Wheels come off big time. It goes down heavy. That's a heavy, heavy knockdown. Mm-hmm. He gets up. He walks. It turns away. He walks off to his corner. Ref gets away, waves it off. I thought, ooh. But then, as soon as he stops it, as Warrington kicks off, he grabs the rope, sort of grabs the rope and he wobbles. He wobbles on his legs. And then I think to myself, good stoppage. Because he was gone. He was gone. Mm. you got to remember, Lee Wood is a big puncher and a vicious finisher. And Mm. in my head then, in that moment, I'm then thinking, good stoppage. But then I just thought, oh, 
Belgium's gone. It got a minute. It, if he's got a minute, I don't know if he's going to reco- recover. So maybe the ref could have then said, Bell's gone, give him a minute. End of that minute, I'm going to look at you, time out, Lee, walk to me. If he gets the response he wants, box, time in, off you go. If he doesn't, then stop the fight. But if it's a case of he's following the letter of the law and the bell can't save you, he yes. can't continue. And if the ref in that moment thinks that you're not you're not fit to carry on boxing when yes. he gets to eight, Warrington was turned around at eight, he wouldn't turn around. Then he's doing his job. And ultimately, mm. the referee, if let do you remember and it's it's horrible, but do you remember at the end obviously you remember, but right at the end of Watson versus yes, Eubank sir. two, yeah. Eubank yeah. drops Watson. Michael goes back to the corner, right? Michael goes back to the corner and he's got a minute. He's got a minute. So I think, okay, right, okay, minute. He walks back out gets nailed, and we know the rest of history, right? Mm. Now, I'm sure that that referee would much rather us be sat here and the fans debating whether he got it wrong or right, and Josh Warrington's kicking off, playing hell at press conferences, going to be walking around for the next few months screaming for a rematch because he's pissed off, saying it's wrong. Is that I'm sure he would much rather be in that position that if he'd have let that go on, and then Lee, who was a big concussive puncher, had have put Josh in, into hospital. Yes. So yes, yes. That's how I see it. Do you know what I mean? And 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 I totally concur and agree with you because it's more or less what I said. It, it, it's. I mean, the way the fight has finished has given us enough to has given us enough to warrant a rematch. hundred percent. Hundred percent. Listen, if I, I think this, you know, I hope to do a rematch. It'll be at Superfella. Legal never make featherweight again. Hopefully yeah. the Mecca rematch is a featherweight. That one sells out. Lee wants to do a city ground. That sells out city ground. A fight, against, a fight against the Joe Cordina, right? He'll step up, box at Super Felix for Joe Cordina. That sells a portion at city ground, but I don't believe that fills out a city ground. No, that's what we said. Josh yeah. Warrington fills out city ground. Fills remember, out, when was, remember when there was controversy with, with Frotch Groves one? That, you look, you know, that's what we were speaking about. That's exactly what we right. said. Well, look how, big, look how big that ended up being. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, yes. Dave, listen, we're going to let you get away as Cheers. so much. Dave Caldwell. Appreciate you for coming on, bro. Thanks um, for having me, guys. Nice one. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. the one, the only, Mr. Dave Calder. <laughs> yeah. Big up. Big up, Spence. Big up, Spence. Done it again. The black book has resurrected itself. People just don't realize is this is like, is Tony. I've been in the sport a very long time. Because when Tony turns around and says, "Bro," Tony says, "Like we say, I've been in the game twenty five years." So you like to tell people that I've been in this game twenty five years. And when Tony, when Tony says he's been in the game twenty five years, I'm saying, "Bro, that's a long time." They want to say, "How long have you been in boxing, Spence?" And when I tell you. I've been in boxing for 42 years, Tundi. Come on. It's mad. <laughs> it's, 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 listen, it's the knowledge, you, uh, you know, and the fact that we both come on here, you know, you talk, you know, we banter, uh, but there's a very serious and a historical part, a knowledgeable part, which I think 
a lot of people tune in to to listen to mm. and hear these things uh, weekly without fail. It, it's a good look, Spence. So you know, yeah, one hundred percent. I'm grateful, and I'm also I'm also so grateful that they've jumped on, and I'm grateful for the for the people in in the comments. Yeah, I mean, there people talk about madness. I'm not. I'm saying like when we look on the sport as it is right now, we had a good weekend last last weekend. It was good um, last week for me to be down for the Joshua Boatsi Danazis. It should be Danazis Joshua Boatsi fight. Um, they had they had um, something down in Croydon Box Croydon Box Park, and it was also nice because. They they did something for the remembrance of the young lady that lost her life yes. uh, to the to the stabbing. They they did it in comm- commemoration of the young lady, um, and that was that was Eliana Adan. Um, she's from Ghanaian descent, so they had a they had a visual um, last week in Croydon where she lost her life, and it was mad. There was a roadblock down there. I got a big up Stormzy for coming there as well. There was quite a few milk tray. Uh, it was down there. There's quite a few people down there. Um, but going back to Joshua Boatsy, keeping the boxing now, going back to Joshua Boatsy and Dan Aziz, forget about them. Because I don't think that's a real fight on the card. I think a real fight on the card is a cruiserweight fight for the British style. Yeah, Mikel Lowell and Isaac Chandler. What do you mean, sorry, to cut you there, what do you mean it's not a real fight? No. No, it's not a real fight. The real fight, I'm being real, right? The real well, fight. But that would suggest, Spence, that you don't believe it's going to be a competitive fight. No, I'm not saying it's not going to be a competitive fight. I'm saying the real fight, the fight that is the fight to me that makes me want to say, like, I have to see this fight no matter what, is Lowell versus Chamberlain. Are you sure? I'm telling you. Mm. Now, no, it was. I'm saying it was the real fight. But you know what? You know Lowell never turned up to the to the press team. Why? Listen, he does this a lot where he don't turn up. Mm. Like, remember, he never fight the other day, he said he had two things. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> he said his teeth taken out. So I'm saying to Lowell, yeah. He came hold on, hold on. Wasn't he at the press workout? No, Tundi, that's what I'm saying to you. Oh, he didn't come to the press workout. Oh, yeah, turn up. Nah, 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 nah. He better, bro, he better, he better show up to this thing, you know. He better show up to the fact. And then he sent a video, he sent a video tape of him trading, saying like, no, I'm in the gym, rare, rare. Hold up a second. No, 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 no. You more than anyone knows, like, you have to build fights. Right? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This cannot be true. Spencer, get the Furies on the phone now. Right. I'm ringing. I'm ringing the camp right now. <laughs> Sorry, all conversations cut. I'm ringing so the camp. If, you, right. if, if this ain't true, I'm blocking you. That's that's the punishment for for stopping us mid interview. And let's not lose our chain of thought. We were talking about Lawal and yeah, I know Lawal and Chamberlain. Don't come in here try to bust no bad news. Miss Ogonlonia. Hello. Hey, Spencer Ferron. Hello, Spencer. You're all right there, Paul. Yeah, I'm good. 
Please tell me it's a rumour. There's a nasty rumour that's going out that your son's pulled out of the Ngannou fight due to a shoulder injury. Please let me know that that's rubbish. rubbish. Thank you very much. Rubbish. You heard that? Absolute bollocks. Is that right? Thank you very much, Mr. John Fury. Take care. God bless, sir. Thank you very much. Okay. And um, what's your prediction for your son, Tommy, versus KSI, uh, Mr. John Fury? Good. Thank you very much. That is the son of the unified, not the unified, but the lineal heavyweight champion. The Mr. John Fury. Thank you very much, Mr. Fury. Take care, And that, bro, you know, I forget man so quickly. I blocked him while he was on the floor, phone. Gonna take a picture, but I'm like, but man, they taking no picture. And that brother, you're gone. I don't even remember your name, but whoever you was, maybe we might have to rewind the show later to remember your name. But you're blocked. I told you, anyhow, you come in here with false narratives, lying. You're gone. Anyway, thank you, Mr. John Fury, for clearing that up. And it's always great for me to hear Fury, Mr. John Fury's voice, because you know it's the fighting man's voice. And uh, listen. <laughs> You, you, bro, you just, you just letting up the black book on a different level tonight. No, yeah. Michael Reed, he's gone. We blocked him, bro. right? Tundi, when I do that, like that hurt my belly, you know. Bro, I was getting angry. I was like, nah, nah. <laughs> I was getting angry. We need to, we need to just eradicate that lie immediately. But thank you for doing that, Spencer, and thank you again for putting the black book to use. Can we go back to the? I mean, we've gone on half an hour over the show. Well worth it today. Well worth it. The show's rolling. Can you go back to the points you was making about Lawal not attending? Yeah, Lawal. I'm, what I'm saying, saying is this. What I'm saying is this is Lawal never turn up. Right? I can't believe that. I thought you know what? And this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying, Tom. This is what I'm saying. In one of your fires, so I'm not gonna call it it. We've got a public workout and your Chief support in a big fight. Are you not going to go to a public workout? It's, it doesn't even make sense. Uh, who, who, right. who is he? They say, but what? He's moving like Dylan White. Right, exactly. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to go to Dylan White. I don't want to talk about him right now, right? So mm. you never turn up to the public thing. Like, I remember the first time when they had the presser, they, they had to kind of bend your arm, twist your arm for you to come to that. You didn't want to go, right? Now, I don't know what kind of wheat brothers you got around you, yeah? Mm. But let me tell you this now. When you go to public workouts, yeah, boxing is so psychological. You just heard what Dave Caldwell said. Psychological parts of it is not just fighter-trainer relationships. 
It's also you imposing your mental fortitude on your opponent. Yes, sir. Giving them no edge. You know why fighters get up in the morning and go running at what o'clock in the morning? Because they believe that their opponent isn't doing it. You know what I mean? You know why a fighter does the extra rounds on the back? Because they believe that their, their, their opponent ain't done that extra two or three rounds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know why guys go through and do the hard pad work and say, we did rounds on pads today till my arms are burning. My, my trainer, arms are burning. Totally, I can tell you. Mm-hmm. The reason why we do that is to give yourself that psychological edge. Now, when I've seen you, you're moving shaky, bro. And I'm just going to keep this thing 100, right? But I actually like the world. It's a nice and very respectful young man, right? Mm. But you're moving too shaky. And the doubts, this is the doubts. Because I remember when me and Manny did the interview with him, yeah? Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, I know people are saying that I'm a shit boxer and I can't box. I'm like, why are you telling me that, bro? Because he was right. interviewing him. That's why he's telling you, because he was interviewing him. No, I'm saying about one of the things. He's saying, oh, but you're going to see. People are going to see. So I'm saying, why would you even want to put that doubt of reservation in your head? There should be in a contract. And I hope Ben Shalom does it to me. That if a man don't turn up to the public workout, yeah? yeah. Or public, you're getting fined it's coming out of your purse. No, but it's, it, 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 I, mean, I, I mean, we've certainly had signed contracts where, you know, it, it's an obligation of the fighter to attend press conferences. So obviously that wasn't... You can take liberties with these new organisations. I don't know. Lawan's Nigerian. He could be just pulling a move and making everyone... uh, He pulling no move. Yeah, because Dylan done that. It didn't work for Dylan too good. So I don't know. Dylan done that move. Yeah? Until the day of the way he's gone on stage darts up himself with Tyson Fury. Bro, please don't take me back there, bro. Don't take me back there because I don't even want to remember that. I was upset with dinner that, that time. I'm like, bro, you're there putting on man's hat and all that. that come on, man. Bro, you meant this supposed to be this supposed to be no smoke time, man. No oh, smoke. Oh, what was it? No um violence. So I'm like, bro, come maximum on. Maximum violence. Maximum violence. It's like maximum brethren. <laughs> 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 anyway. It's, this ain't the Dylan show. This is uh, um, the current show. I think we're going to finish the show talking about the magnificent fight, the fight that I woke you up for, Spencer, last night. Mm. The return of two fighters coming off um, losses. First, Joe Smith Jr. coming off a loss to Artur Betabiev uh, by brutal stoppage in two rounds. He, Artur uh, which was the fight before us, uh, who uh, we was we were present in New York to witness that fight. Um, uh, Arthur was just, he was on the next thing that night there. But Joe Smith um, was coming back from that fight. And also uh, Gilberto Ramirez was also coming off a boxing masterclass from Dimitri Bivol, another Russian. Uh, these Russian men are, cleaning up or, or, or laying hold to uh, light heavyweight supremacy. But the both of them are coming off of um, wide defeats, one by stoppage, one by wide points defeats. But I must say, Spencer, 
Last night was a fantastic fight. And so the last round. <laughs> Say again? I only caught in the last round, so I had to go back and yeah, watch it. Yeah, listen, man. And you fight. know what? Joe Smith Jr.'s punches, bro, he was on some clubber-lang thing. Sorry. He was on clubber-lang boxing last night. The Why way that he was apologizing. No, no, no. It's just part of the, it's just part of the uh, you know, what's okay. the, it's just part of the vocabulary. I don't but, really bro, need to say this, yeah? I'm not Ramirez really sorry. Ramirez get down to 175. No way. No way. Listen, this guy is massive. And yep. actually, BoxRec now have him as the number one cruiserweight, which I don't know how... All right, fair enough. He was the first Mexican super middleweight champion, remaining undefeated, took the gamble, went up a weight class. He just couldn't make 160. And to be honest with you, I do not know how he made 175. Because he was enormous last night. Uh, although both of them, I would, I'd be very interested to hear what weights they both came in because Joe Smith came in 191 um, at the weigh-in and so did Ramirez, came in uh, the same weight. But on fight night, Spence, they were well over 200 pounds, both of them. Well over 200 pounds. Joe Smith Jr., who I was even looking at, you know, because you know how this sport of boxing works, he actually said he would never, ever do light heavyweight again. <laughs> Never ever do light heavyweight again. He said he just cannot do it. Ramirez, I don't even know how he done light heavyweight in the first place. So he's probably best suited at this new cruiserweight division. But I was very impressed. He was now working with Malik Scott. I don't know if that was a permanent thing or if it was just because I heard him say something about Ramirez's trainer and he had to work with Malik Scott for this fight. So I don't know if it's a permanent thing. Uh, if it is, he, you know, he's in a good gym with Deontay Wilder. Um, mm. that, you know, that's some good work. Obviously, Deontay's an incredible puncher, but Deontay could definitely deal with the boxing skills of Ramirez because mm. his footwork, his movement last night was was sublime. It was incredible. Great footwork, yeah. great movement. Um, and he, he showed, I'm gonna watch the fight properly. Yeah, he showed Mexican chin because Smith hit him with bangers. What my concern was, which I, which I heard, is that uh, someone asked me, I was talking on Twitter as the fight was going on, and I was saying, Ramirez, one to six, Joel Smith Jr., late, stoppage, 10 to 12. Then I heard, because the fight had been reduced to 10 rounds. Then I also heard it was reduced to 10 rounds by Joel Smith Jr. And I'm like, that don't even make sense. Why would you like that's your best shot taking it late and 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 defeating Ramirez because he hit Ramirez with some humdinger spence. Um, but great fight, two warriors. Ramirez now moves to 45 and one with 30 KOs. Um, Joe Smith Jr. moves to 25, 28 wins, 22 knockouts, five losses, and two knockout defeats. Mm. One by obviously are to better be and one coming very, very early in his career. Um, yeah, the cruiserweight division, yeah, it's been put on notice last night for both of those guys. I see Cam, Callum, Callum Johnson. Yeah. You know he's back in the gym, innit? Yeah, he's going to do cruise, really. Yeah, and he's saying, oh, it was a fight that was supposed to happen. How about me and you up at cruiserweight? I'm like, bro, you need to get yourself right first. Let's get yourself right <laughs> Because 
I don't know. Callum always, I don't know. There always seems to be some mental issues there. Um, he's been um, through a lot. Well, yeah. He's been through a lot. His death of his father and what have mm. you. And, and life, mm. life is tough. Life is tough. And again, I think Dave Coldwell really just highlighted what the life of a boxer is and what he has to deal with outside of the ring. We only see them for 36 minutes or less on fight night. Zerdo mm. did look massive. Or considering... 10 or less. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My man, yeah, that's my man, isn't it? Jeff Hines, yeah. Jeff Hines. Yeah, that's my man. Anyway, well, Jeff's got his own battle to deal with right now. Um, he certainly does. He certainly does. We are you down, my brother. Um, you know what, Tim? I think yes. we've got a lot longer than usual. Yeah, um, and it's it's been it's been fun. Um, thank God that we just smash up that rumor of. Ta- I don't know why these little devils try to come and try. What's the matter, you Spencer? Bro, people, you know people listen to our show. Yeah, the people makes me laugh. Definitely think, bro, what's these two badges? They, they, people might even know, might not even realize that we're inboxing. They might just think we're just two brothers just chatting. <laughs> Because we're just busting joke, and that's the beauty no, of the show. Also, also, like someone just said on here, um, um, the, 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 said about Opatia, who we yeah. interviewed this week, right? And I just want man to realize that this this jar Opatia is real. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though, if he fights Ramirez. That ain't no, bruv, Ramirez is a skilled boxer, Spence, coming from the Southport. Mm. And because he's had so many fights, yeah, because he's had so many fights, he's just, it's like he's he's got that Canelo composure. He's got that Canelo composure. Again, it shows you how good the Bibble victory was. It and, was. Uh, man is ducking and dodging Bibble. Yeah, but what I, with, with Opatia, he's yes. actually the ring magazine and lineal cruiserweight champion. No? Mm. But right. he has to fight Millam Smith. He has to fight Richard Riappo. He has to fight these well, well, Hold up a second. I'm telling you this now. I'm keeping this thing totally 100. Yeah. The man that I saw fight the other day against Jordan Thompson. Yes. Who did Richard Riappo a favour in matching up the negotiations? <laughs> no, no, no! You can't say that, bro. And the reason why I say you can't say that, yeah, because are we forgetting that Jordan Thompson didn't have an amateur career? No, I'm not forgetting. I'm not going by it. that. Jordan only had 15 fights. No I'm, I'm not going by that. I'm not going by the Jordan Thompson. I'm going by the no, fact. No, wait, 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 wait. Nowhere. The, this is what I'm saying. Nowhere near the level. Of opponent, and listen, he he struggled in the fight before Spence. Let's get that right. Who? It wasn't. It wasn't though. Jordan just was blowing everyone away, and then he got this great opportunity. Yeah, no. He didn't. It wasn't mandatory for the belt, so I don't really think anyone was expecting anything different. I think people were saying, "Bro, why are you just throwing a man in like that so soon?" You know, you know why they did it, yeah? Because Matrim, Matrim just signed Opatia. But what happened? Okay. Was, remember, Opatia was meant to fight. Which react for. Okay. Yeah. And box and mash up the negotiations. 
Well, no, what, I, you, you see, when you say things like that, I need to have some clarification. When you say boxing, something, listen, I don't know the ins and outs. What I do know is like, what, what, no, what I do know is this is that um, Eddie Hearn said that Eddie Hearn tried to put um, Ben um, Shalom on blast by saying, You rang the promoter, begging the promoter not to tell me anything. And, like, it all come out. So it was, well, Eddie Earn tried to mash up the thing and say, listen, Richard, let's mash up this fight with Richard Reactor and I'll get your fight in the UK. And, by the way, I could sign you up to a promotional deal with us. And he signed a promotional deal with them. And that's what, so Eddie Hearn tried to mash up their thing. So they had to give him a fight. So his fight was who they got, what cruiserweights they got. So they offered the fight to Jordan Thompson. Like, yeah, I can imagine how it was sold. Yep, it is tough, but it's a big opportunity for you. It's a world title fight. You know what I mean, I think you take it. And Jordan is also being trained by the Sims. The Sims and, and Matrim, they're tight. So they think, yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll take it. We'll take it because if he wins, it's a bonus. If he loses, but he gains the experience, it could be a good thing for him. But it wasn't a good thing for him because he got thump up. And then, and now... <clears throat> He's put out that he's going to box at heavyweight. Uh-uh. Yeah. He's moved up to heavyweight. I'll be honest with you. He's, 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 he's tall as well. Imagine that the man thump him so hard to do that he's thumping him to the next weight division. <laughs> no, you, you didn't actually need to say that, Spence. Because let me do As Dave Coolworth said, and as I've seen how you studiously bring your fighters along, right? You don't take them big, massive jumps, right? It's only certain great men that can take those jumps. And if they don't come successful, what happens to them is that they build off of the back of it and they become greater men than they were, they were supposed to do. Like we could go back, from, I believe it was in 982, when Azuma Nelson fights Salvador Sanchez. Azuma Nelson had 14 fights to me. Mm. Right? Salvador Sanchez... Is one of the greatest, even though he died early, died at 23, is one of the greatest Mexican fighters of all time. That featherweight Salvador. I watch a lot of Salvador. He's wicked. Right. So he so he um went in there, it was too early, gets stopped in the 14th round, but then goes on to become a two-weight world champion and yes. and arguably Africa's greatest ever greatest world champion. Right. Yes. So sometimes it works. Sometimes. But that some of the time is a very minute. It's tiny. Now, yes, I, didn't even know that, I didn't even know that, that, that Jordan Brandon never had no amateur game. Yeah. Right? I know that he's dead. And this is the next thing. When we speak and we say boxing is spiritual, it's very, very spiritual. Mm. Right? Now, and this is um, not uh, I, I know Jordan's dad. His dad is um, his dad's a professor. And some martial arts man. He's that's a serious guy. Um, he was uh, one of the after dinner speakers. Um, I remember at the boxing show. Yeah, the boxing sports right. He was at the boxing show and he was talking about. His dad is an excellent orator as well. Give me his dad, that, right? Um, lovely man. But we got Miss Ringside. Come on, you you eat off all the chicken. <laughs> Miss Ringside had a big barbecue today. Yeah, I'm off all the chicken. Whatever. 
Can't give me some late invitation. I wanted to fly down there, but the show, there's no way I would have made it back. But thank you for the invitation. Big up Miss Ringside <laughs> in the building. Right. So they're in the corners, yeah? They're, in the, they're like they're doing this behind the scenes filming thing. Like similar to what they did in America Matchroom and that, right? So they're in the corners in the change rooms while they're saying their prayer, right? And when we say that boxing spiritual, it is so spiritual and, and it's cerebral. And sorry, Spence. Who are you talking about? The fact that it's a swim? Yeah, Obadiah versus Thompson. Oh, there was in the, the, the dad was there. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They do this camera thing. Yeah, they, that's they, that. That was in the corner as well, or sat right by the corner, giving that instructions. So they're in a, they're in the change room, and the dad leaves a prayer. Dad's a fantastic orator. You know what I mean? Fantastic orator. Very. You know what I mean? He's praying with all of the Sims and all the rest of them, they're all around, they're huddling together. Mark, Salsa, all of them, they're huddling together. And the dad prays, and the dad is saying, oh God, da-da-da, going through the rest of it, like you do. And he says, the dad says this, this is very, very prominent to me. The dad says, and let your will be done. Right? Meaning God's will be done. Right? Yeah. Okay, cool, I get it. Right, so. Now, they're going to open tires, change room. The prayer, their prayer, Slightly different, Tundi. You know what their prayer was? Mm. Oh Lord, give us favor for victory. Simple as that. Taraj, you are right. Their man was coming to broke up, man, Tundi. I want you to give, <laughs> give us the favor for victory. So, so basically, one was a positive affirmation. One was a yeah, and one, one was, was a positive affirmation. Is in the balance. Yeah, one was a positive affirmation. And one was not direct. It's so unique it? to me. People don't understand this thing of prayer. Yeah, the press mm. yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Chris Andre boxing. Thank you for the ten dollar. You know, supposed to try, supposed to try and bring this into some church business. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a problem. But money just changed up all of that. Big up Chris Andre Boxing. Thank you for the ten pounds, sir. The church that make us get the ten pounds. I'll take you that now. Put the ten pound in the church collection. Met with Donald. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Chris Andre Boxing. Thank you for ten pounds. Okay. Don't forget Jai Opatea also beat Bradis, who yep. was top fifteen pound for pound. And he okay. jumped level for that fight. Jaya is a bad man. He can box and fight. Hold on, where's that going? He can box and fight. Uh, he can be tactical or put it on you. He's definitely real. Interesting, Chris. Um, yeah, I, 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 I can't say. Listen to me, yeah. And I don't, because you're the way. I don't think you saw the, the interview that we did. Yeah, Tony, brother is intense. And you look in his eyes as he's talking, very respectful and all the rest of it, but the brother is intense. Right? Exactly. He's, he's serious. And I was talking to Ron McIntosh, who is, yes, yes, uh, what's that? B, BK, Better Life. Yes, yes, we got the Pentecostal Credit Union. You don't know, you have to big them up. He was there, Ton, right? And when I'm, and I was speaking to Ron McIntosh, Ron McIntosh is doing the Pan-Asian Games right now um, for them to qualify for the Olympics. And Ron, when I was, Ron was saying he's worked with on Opatai for when he came over. He came over in 2012 with boxing Olympics when he just turned 18. Literally just turned 18. Um, Who's that, boxed, Yeah, boxing Olympics. You know what I mean? He's boxing the World Games. He's world-traveled. 
very, very well traveled. And even say, like, right now, how it is is about me controlling my weight, not blowing up, um, and, and, and not, and like, not living wild. But if you look in the guy's eyes, Tundi Ajay, just look in his eyes, he's intensive and he's very, very destructful. He punches with very, very bad intentions. And just like Chris Andre said, he beat Bradus Tundi at his own game. Interesting. I'm going to right, watch it. Go, go watch it. Go watch it. So you can find. Have you got your phone on again? Because it didn't like echo to me. Nah, sorry. That was a matter of I'm eating um, knife some food in the background with that nonsense. Shut up, man. It's time it's to echo, man. man. It's echo. I know you got. I know you got it on. It's not on, bro. <laughs> Listen, fix Listen, up yourself, man. You're moving like some pigs. Yeah, John, John Fruder sent me a text. John Fruder sent me a text. Oh, because it's on. Oh, like, it's the on. phone's on. Yeah. It's creating this bad feedback. Bad feedback. Spence. You still you get the feedback? You still get it? You still get it? <laughs> Testing one, two. Nah, you man. Give the feedback, Spence. Give the feedback, Spence. What have you done? Don't try and lie, man. You know, you know that's the best thing in the You know that's the best little child. That's the little child. You know the one. You like you. He thinks that you. We we don't know what's going on. <laughs> and then he gets cool. Yeah. Now, Spencer. Now you've just you've owned up, bro. Spencer, you're something else, bro. You're just different. You are different, ladies and gentlemen. We've had a fantastic show. Let Spencer go make his calls with that black book thing, that little voodoo book that he's got, that just can phone up anyone at any moment in time. It has been great. Almost two hours has gone, like mm. ten minutes. Mm. Um, yeah, man. It's. It's. I, I'm gonna thank uh, a couple of the guests that have joined us today. Michael Reed, big up. Bobby Wright, big up. Eighty four boxing. Roy. Hands, JK Better Life, Lee S, Baba Tunde in the house, Boxiana de Menis, uh, Gazi Games, You Love, Checkmate 734, Kurt Campbell, Daniel Day, Sammy Ali is in the building, uh, Daniel J. Bolting, Daniel Day, JH Boxing, already said Games, love you, Dan Aziz, I, Lucan. Uh, who else? Chris Andre Boxing Overseas. And thank you for the £10, Chris. Much appreciated. The list goes on and on. The lovely Miss Ringside is there. Probably ate all the chicken and, and, and curry goat and everything that comes along with it. Um, I can go on and on. There's so much people that are joining us. Still 324 people. Skyline, the editor. Um, Anup, Baby. What's this? Babesy 627 Two bless. Uh, Gogo Ruga is in the house. Country done. The chairman. We know countries there. Greg Damage. Uh, yep. James Hunt. It just, it just, we just keep going. It just keep going. But suffice to say, thank you everyone for taking time on this Sunday. We know Sunday's the blessed day. It's the day of rest, but. I'm, I'm hopeful that myself and Spencer can always bring some joy and some solace to you on this Sunday evening. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we end the show in exactly the same way we started it, with the magical words of dream it, believe it, become it. Coming up.
Come have on. a blessed week. All day. Sports Social Podcast Network.